Hey you, thanks for tapping into some untapped keg podcast where we explore different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you can hopefully take something and implement it into your own life. I'm RJ Zimmerman. And today I am have the pleasure and the privilege to be joined by Paul Holly. How are you doing, Paul? Hey, how are you, my friend? Doing okay. Thank you. I'm uh, you know what? I'm really good. Like things are just are happening at a pace that is fantastic and yeah, it's it's really really awesome. I can't can't complain at all. Yeah, so I, I feel you. It's a lot better than it used to be. Eh? <laughs> I was actually reflecting on that earlier today. It's like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Paul, why don't you give us a little uh, insight into your backstory and why it's so much better than how it used to be? Right. I'll start from uh, a child, right? So, uh, you know, I grew up normal family, brother and myself, uh, you know, Catholic school, kindergarten through 12. So, uh, you know, private school kids, great education, never drank, which people don't believe, right? Didn't drink, didn't smoke, basketball, baseball, golf, right? Um, after, after that, uh, you know, I went to uh, VCU in Richmond. Uh, play golf. And that's kind of where the quote unquote fun started. So I remember like it was yesterday, man, my first night at VCU, uh, the the golf team and the basketball team shared uh, like a, a, a complex, right? And we found out that there was a party that the soccer team was having that night. I didn't know anybody, right? I went from a high school, uh, graduated with like maybe 30 people, give or take to a university with 20,000. And so I wanted to fit in, right? And I've kind of always been a funny guy. I could talk to anybody. But I won't lie, man, you go from something that small to something that big, you take the edge off, right? So I found out real quick how to do that. And I remember my first sip of alcohol like it was yesterday. It was Boone's Farm, uh, Miller Genuine Draft, MGD, and a Mad Dog. And I drank it all, and I drank it fast. And I blacked out and I woke up in the morning and famous last words, I'm never drinking again. It was miserable. It was brutal. Threw up. Don't remember anything. Uh, The only things that I do remember from what people were telling me, like, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you did that. I mean, we've all done the same thing, right? It's just like, I can't believe I'm climbing up the side of MCV, the hospital, right? (laughs) That's not normal behavior. Um, so, so that was uh, that was early on, right? And and I continued to drink like that. I, I can, it's totally clear. I never had one or two drinks. Like my mind is wired. What's the point of having one or two? I didn't like the taste. Beer tastes disgusting. Uh, you know, liquor burned. Um, so I would you know mix that with with Coke or you know whatever, uh, and just drink it fast, man. And I drank for the effect, not for the taste. Absolutely, one hundred percent for the effect. Because I liked the way it made me feel, uh, and uh, that was eight. I was eighteen years old, right? So I ended up because of drinking. Uh, I got kicked out of VCU and didn't think that was a problem. Transferred to Christopher Newport, played golf there, got kicked off that team my senior year. Still didn't think drinking was a problem. Um, that would put me at around twenty-two years old. Graduated from there, got a job. Got a DUI at 23 years old. Still didn't think there was a problem. <laughs> As you can see, this tsunami or this volcano is slowly starting to build, right? And feel free to chime in 
uh, RJ, or I, I'll just I'll just keep keep rolling with this story, man, because it gets better, my friend. Yeah, um, well, it's like it's our stories mirror each other with uh, didn't drink until 18. Like my senior year of high school is when I first started drinking and it, it was same. I was drinking for the effect. I was drinking for the for the blackout and I was a professional like right away. Oh, so, man. yeah, was, yeah, very, 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 very good at it. Right. So good at it. I could do it every time. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so I got my first DUI at 23. And uh, yeah, man, I just did some stupid stuff, man, uh, while while drinking. And then that's when the trouble started to happen. Right. For those first few years, it was fun. Right. We all know it's a and I'm not gonna lie. It was fun to to get drunk and party with your buddies. Just like you see on the commercials on TV, everybody's having a great time. Those commercials don't ever show anybody locked up with a DUI or in a car crash or how it's destroyed their family or what it's like the next morning. You don't see that, man. Uh, I, I wish they would, but they'll never do that, right? That's not reality. And so I, I kept going, right? And uh, I racked up four more. DU, I racked up four DUIs total. My last one. Uh, I remember it so clear, right? Uh, my fourth and final, 2016, 2017, New Year's Eve. Uh, I went out and I was trying not to drink, right? Uh, because I had been uh, convicted of my last DUI, whatever, six months before that. Uh, I even had an alcohol monitor put on my ankle for 90 days. So that's the longest I ever went without drinking because I had an alcohol monitor. Yeah. That was late summer or something that came off. And so New Year's Eve of, uh, you know, 16, 17, right there, uh, a fr you know, a friend of mine, we got tickets to go to this event in Virginia Beach, this concert. And I, I remember it so clear, man. I was like, I'm going to have two drinks. Famous last words. I'm just going to have two. And we go and next so I got a bottle of champagne, drink that, right? We never made it to the event. We went back to uh, the apartment and with some people and, and partied. Apparently, we went to some bars that night. I don't remember. And then I got home somehow. I woke up at 5.36 in the morning on January 1st, 2017. Uh, car sideways. You know, it's not where I parked it or not how I remember it when I left. Keep my, I don't have a driver's license. Um, I saw that, uh, everything was foggy. I don't remember anything. And I texted a friend of mine at 6am who, um, had quit drinking two years prior. And I remember seeing him out from time to time. And I would always say, you're a quitter. You know, and he would always say, I'll see you soon. And I was like, okay, buddy. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you never. And no lie, man. I texted that guy at, at 6am and he responded. I didn't think he what he did. He was like, we're going to go to a meeting this afternoon, you know, this evening, and uh, I'll, I'll see you there. We'll start. So that afternoon, I hit him up again, and, uh, you know, I was tired. And I, I was like, I, I don't, man, my head hurts. I don't, I don't want to go. And he said to me, I'm not the one that texted you. And, and I said, okay, I'll come. I'll entertain this thing. Uh, and I went. And in this meeting, there was a guy who was in there who was in prison. He killed a family, drunk driving, spent a lot of time. And that was, and keep in mind, I've been to AA meetings before because the court had sent me, right? Get the slips yeah. and I'm probably hundreds of them, maybe not hundreds, but a lot. 
And when I heard that story, man, I was like, man, I connected. I was like, that is going to be me because I'm either going to kill somebody in this car uh, or I'm going to end up in prison. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to be the guy that hits somebody and walks around. Like what happened? You know, you hear it all the time. The drunk driver never gets hurt. He always hurts the other people. And so uh, I said, all right, uh, I'll give it a try. He's like, you just have to listen to the suggestions that I'm going to give you. I'm going to 90 meetings, 90 days, get a big book. And, uh, and we're going to go through this thing. And I, I did it. And, and I did the 90 and 90. He was my sponsor. I, I stay in touch with him daily. And uh, that was six and a half years ago, man. Uh, you know, and, and it was crazy. And then at that point, you know, when I quit, everything started changing. I cannot explain to people listening how much things change, right? You think life's bad now, right? If you're drinking, um, you know, because everybody has bills and all, and all the things, right? But bad isn't that bad anymore. Um you know, it's it's just things are more manageable now. Have a whole lot more fun, and you know, I can. You know, my biggest fear when I quit: how am I going to play golf and not drink? How am I going to go to a game, not drink? How am I going to go to a concert? How am I going to go to work? How am I going to do my job? How am I going to do anything? Because when I look back, everything I did uh, involved drinking because it freed it, it. It allowed me to be something I I wasn't right a wild, crazy person that everybody loved right. And it's also interesting, uh, he told me to do these three things, change the people, places, and things. And when I change those people, uh, those people stop calling me, right? Yeah. My my friends, you yeah, know, they stopped calling. It's like, I guess they really weren't your friends. Uh, and, and, I, and I really don't care at this point, right? But it was the best decision I ever made. I've saved a ton of money. I have not been in jail since then, I you know I wake up in my bed, uh, cozy, and no hangover. Saturday mornings are amazing. Sunday every morning is amazing, man. It's just it's 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 good. So that's kind of a, how it how it was, and then um, you know there's more about how it uh, it is now. But yeah, that's... and I appreciate you you know getting into the details of yeah. just how it felt because that's something that people do need to hear in the stories like, yeah, sure. Are there good times? Yeah. Like obviously, otherwise we wouldn't continue, but there's a point where we shape the narrative in our minds to match what we think we're getting out of it. And that's not the truth of what we're actually getting out of it. So, and you sending that text, like being at all these meetings, it might've planted a seed. It had this possible, like, eventually you're going to hear what they're saying and then you waking up and sending that text and then being made to go. But hearing that story the first time that you had the door slightly open and then it was enough to push it through because you had it slightly open that you were actually able to hear that story for the first time. That's, I think a lot of people lose sight. They think it's like this big aha moment where everything like clicks. Right. But when I look back, I had similar things where like, shorter, smaller, micro sobriety kind of things. And then it was just like, nah, this time it clicked. This time it, I heard it. This time is what it's going to be. So in six and a half years, congratulations. That's yeah, thank you. That is, that is an accomplishment. And I really love how you went into your fear of how am I going to have fun? Basically, 
how am I going to do things that are fun? Now it's going to be boring. Cause that is the number one thing that people talk about. Yeah. Um, and I love that, you know, you, you prefaced it with how much fun life is now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of fun, I, I, there's somebody at my door, RJ, let me let him. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear. You can hear uh, him back there. There, there he it's, is. It's so funny. The, I'm not big <laughs> enough to push the door open. You did it with a, with a finger to say, Hey, Hey there, Poochie. Yeah, that'll make for a fun little break uh, for the for the people watching. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's that's life. My kids come in and they're in. I don't know a third of the shows because I'm not gonna you know push them to the side and things. So yeah. Um, when in you're starting to be sober, did you start to realize that? what was holding you back was your mindset around having fun. Like that things started to open up and you're like, this is so much fun. I can't believe I thought I couldn't. So I hit like a pink cloud about six months into it with desire to quit the, the desire to want alcohol left. Right. Because there were times in the beginning and, and my, my sponsor even said, stay out of the bars, take all the alcohol out of your house, which I did. Yeah. But I went to a bar one time because here I am, you know, Big bad Paul, who thinks he knows everything, I I can do this, and I went, man, and I didn't listen to him. I didn't drink, but it was miserable. You know, I, I probably drank fifteen bottles of water. You know, I'm looking around at you know people, you know, drinking but not, but, but having a good time, right? So I'm like, what am I doing here? It's it was torture, right? Now I can go. Uh, and I'm you know I've got an exit plan. You know, I'm not going to be at a bar at two in the morning. What's the point? You know, a, I'm old, and B, what's the point, right? Um, of, of being out that uh, out that late, right? Nothing good happens. Everybody says it's either ten o'clock or midnight. Nothing ever happens good, right? And and it's one hundred percent accurate. But you know, I hit that pink cloud about six months into it, and uh, realized that man, I truly don't need alcohol or anything else to to have a good time, right? And since then. You know, I mean, these these miracles, like these things happen, right? Uh, two years into sobriety, invited to be on Jay Leno's Garage, right? On national TV. I would never, that opportunity would have never presented itself to go meet Jay Leno and be on that show. Um, you know, play golf with Michael Jordan at his golf course, Grove 23, down in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, sat beside him for four hours and played cards never ever possible drinking right i was a liability nobody wanted people like my quote unquote friends wanted me around because i was uh, i was crazy and you didn't know what you were going to get yeah right? that's what they wanted yep um, but you you flip that man and all you know, and all these good things keep happening you know what i'm saying i got married right i was unmarriable uh you know for 40 five years or so, 44, 45, whatever it is. Uh, and, and that happened, right? So it's just like one thing after another, man, uh, continues to happen. And, and, and again, it's not all perfection, right? There are still things that happen. Um, you know, there's still, people still get in arguments, disagreements, you still have bills, uh, you know, people you have to answer to and all these things. So, you know, my life's not perfect and far from by any means, but it is a thousand percent better than it was six and a half years ago. I can promise you that. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> being on Jay Leno's garage, hanging out with Michael Jordan, like no big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, easy stuff all day long, right? And, but again, right, drinking and you know acting a fool, you know, it just it does that. Those things didn't happen, man. It's just the opportunities that present themselves, and hopefully, there are people listening that are, uh, you know, thinking about quitting uh, because I thought about it. You know, you did too for oh, a long yeah. time. I thought about it for, you know, I don't know, it's 25, 30 years, right? But it, it, something has to happen, right? The police never made me stop. They tried. Judges, my parents, my brother, girlfriends at the time. Uh, everybody wants you to quit, right? You're, Paul, you've got to stop, man. You're just out of control. That just made me mad. That pissed me off, right? And wanted, yeah. to, wanted to go harder. But it has to be something that you want as an individual and nobody's going to make you do it. And you can't want to do it for your husband, your wife, your, your friend, whoever. The police, you've got to do it for yourself, man. When you do it, man, it, it is the best decision you'll ever make. That's that's a point that is highlighted often on this show, right? You can start for somebody else, but very quickly, if you want it to be a change that's going to stick, you have to switch it to, I'm doing this for myself. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there could be that catalyst, right? Like for me, yes, absolutely. Waking up, not remembering anything I did, right? That was what kickstarted me. Some people might have been getting into a fight with their spouse. Some people might have gotten a, a DUI or whatever. It takes what it takes, but it comes to a point where you can't keep doing it to keep that person happy yeah. or keep that pressure off your back. You got to do it for you, man. And if you do it a day at a time, it just gets better and better, man. It does not get you. You you can't. It's somebody said one time. It's the only thing you can win by quitting, and that's drinking. Quitting drinking, you can win. I like that. That's deep. I like that. Yeah. It's and <laughs> that's, that is, that is really, really good. I like that a lot. And that goes back into like the, well, I want what's best for the people around me. I want what's best for my kids. I want what's best for my spouse, my parents, brother, sister. But when you realize that if you want what's best for them, you need to be your best self. And something that I say a lot is it's the most selfless, selfish decision you can make in giving up drinking in focusing on yourself to be your best self. And that's where the magic is, where, you know, you wake up on a Saturday morning and you're like, this is actually awesome. I like being up this early on a Saturday morning and with a clear mind, you know, what fun am I going to have today? And now where am I going to get my drink today? Yeah. I mean, you know, I remember I used to look at the weekends and hope for great weather because that's day drinking, right? And go on a boat, go to the beach, go to the bar, drink, drink, drink all day and just literally waste the day away, you know, getting drunk. Now I can do all those things. I'm not going to go to a bar, but I can go on a boat, man. I can go to the beach. I can go sit in my backyard. I can go play golf uh, and enjoy it. And, you know, two things. I'm going to keep a lot of money in my pocket because I'm not wasting it. Uh, and I'm going to feel pretty darn good the next day, man. And well, and th- I'm going to remember everything. Yeah. Because was, were you really having fun if you were blackout drunk and don't remember? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not, though. But it's just, uh, you know, it's just it's it's a whole different way of doing things. It really is. Um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you still have stresses in your life, right? Like, that's the thing. Life is always going to throw curves, hails. Stress, you know, stresses, whatever you want to call them. With having your clear mind that you've had, like how 
is it different to handle those as they come? Uh, it's a thousand percent different. I'll give you a perfect example. So I had a dog for 12 years, right? His name was Tuffin. That was my guy. First six years of his life, he was an English Mastiff too. First six years of life, drawn, you know, that, that guy stayed in the house one time. I say that guy, the dog, stayed in the house <laughs> one time for two days while I was in jail. And didn't use the bathroom, man. He was he was the best. And uh, many of a day, I kept going and, uh, you know, wanting to continue my life because of that dog. The last six years of his life, I was sober and was able just to enjoy the last half of his life, man. And when he passed away, uh, that was that just crushed me. Like, you have no idea. Um, and I had all the emotions, man. Cried. Uh, sobbed all of, you know yeah yeah you know, back in the day drink don't have to worry about feeling anything yeah that all go away man but i had family members that were concerned um that i was going to drink and i said guys i promise you man i worked too hard to get to where i'm at to go back uh and i've got a lot of phone numbers for people i can call if i do get that itch or an inclination or a desire which i didn't and i don't but you know, I was I, I would have gotten drunk on that final day, man, and and probably not have been there when we had to put him down. That's the reality. Yeah, I would have probably been at one of the bars to avoid it because I didn't want to feel. You know, but um, yeah, it's just uh, you know, uh, you you when you quit drinking, you you feel emotions, you feel things, you feel pain, you feel happiness. Uh, you can't sedate those things with with alcohol, man. Um, it just doesn't happen anymore. Is there something that you found to help you, you know, get through those moments with, you know, whether it's a new hobby, uh, different kind of like coping strategies that you use or maybe exercise, you know, how have you found the best way to help you through those? Exercise, man. So uh, I, I'll get up every morning uh, and, and go work out at 5 a.m., right? And that's part of my routine. Uh, so what people listening, like when you quit drinking, you'll also realize you have a lot of free time. Right? <laughs> yes, As you, you do. know, RJ, you got a whole lot of free time because drinking takes a lot of time. You've got to go to the place. You've got to go get it. You, I mean, unless something, you know, something I don't, you can't drink a beer in a second, right? It and takes time. <laughs> something that I just realized too, how much of that time do you think we spent in the bathroom? Because you're always going to the bathroom because you got to pee all oh, the time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I was adding other things to the equation. So I was in the bathroom every two minutes. You know, <laughs> it wasn't just alcohol for me. So I was in, I was, you know, I had a bathroom nicknamed after me at one of the bars here, which is pathetic. Uh, but that's a whole, that's a whole nother um, session. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's just like the time, man, you just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, you've got to replace it. And when, when I quit, I started working out. I mean, I did duathlons. I ran, I did whatever I could uh, to keep myself busy because I didn't want to sit in my house by myself uh, and and stew over my my thoughts, right? Because you start getting in your mind and you're like, man, can I can I do this? Can I go out? Can I not? I mean, it's crazy. You start talking to yourself, right? I'm not a crazy person, but we've all done that, right? Can I go do this one more time? Right. Absolutely not. But yeah, working out for me was big. Yard work is a big thing for me. Uh, you know, I like to be outside, um, you know, do things that, uh, keep me active, you know, golf, sorry, there's a fly flying around here. No worries. Golf, um, you know, and just, and just stay busy. Right. Yeah. And it, 
that's the thing that for me was what really cemented that drinking really isn't for me. And that's because all these things that I wanted to try, I had stopped myself. I'd made up excuses, kind of like you said, the stories that you make in your head. So I'd go out and try different food. I would go out and, you know, try a new hobby. I saw like big baseball players on my baseball game, softball, be like rise. Like I was so much better at things that I thought I was pretty good at drinking. And all of a sudden you do it with a clear mind and your body's not fighting to <laughs> get rid of all this acid and everything else that gets put in your body. And all of, I can do things again. And that's, that's where you find the freedom. I've, you know, I've done yoga, which I really, really love. And you're right when you're sitting at home and you're inside your own head and you're creating these stories, these narratives that you're like, well, it, you know, you can rationalize as human beings, we can rationalize anything yeah. and for whatever we want. Yeah. We can come up with reasons for why, whether that's true <laughs> or not. So yeah. the more you can be honest with yourself and the more you can do it in a space of, you know, exercising, trying these new things, actually having fun. And you realize I actually didn't have fun doing that. I just did it because I was good. And then I'm going to try something new over here. I, one thing that I love that I can't stress enough for people to try is cooking. Yeah. And that puts me into this Zen place. Even I have a three and a five-year-old and if they're running around, I'm a single dad. I still love cooking and they'll come over and they'll help me. And it, that puts me in a great mood too. And if you're starting out and you're worried about cooking, Blue Apron's how I started. And now I can do my own recipes. Now, nobody would confuse me as somebody with great knife skills, but they're good enough for me to make a meal that tastes amazing and helps me get into that Zen mindset. So just understanding with that time, and I love what you said about not staying at home, getting stuck inside your own mind. Like that is that is so key to moving from just, well, I just got to get through this one day to get to a place of, man, what fun am I going to have today? What do I get to do? Like looking forward to things, especially in the mornings when you wake up. Yeah, I, I remember back in the day, I would get, I would. It's so hyped up when I was drinking. I'd work myself up so high um, for you know a Saturday football game, a tailgate. I mean, I would start talking about it a week before, right? Here's what we're gonna do. Here's how drunk we're gonna get. Blah 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 blah. And, and then here comes the train, and then it wrecks. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I made it through a full, other than six and a half years. Well, I would never make it through a, a full game, right? I would go maybe the first half. And then go back out to the tailgate, right? I don't need to see this football game. It's just a reason for me to drink. Everything was a reason to drink. Yeah. Uh, you know, I go play golf so I could drink. And, and it's just now I go play golf so I can actually go play golf and try to play pretty decent golf and enjoy myself, right? The same with a game, you know. Now I can go see a game, remember it all, and, you know, and enjoy the competition, you know, and I don't have to be hammered uh, the whole time. There's so many restaurants in this area. Uh, for so long that I didn't even know served food, which is mind blowing, right? Because I would just go in and yeah. get drunk, and then on the way home, somehow it was you know, Taco Bell or when it's just disgusting. <laughs> you know, it was just like 
I don't know, man. Um, it just, it's just, it wasn't good. It wasn't a pretty thing, man. I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm here talking to you now. I can promise you that. Yeah. And same. I'm also glad you're here talking to me and I'm glad to be talking to you as well. Um, when you're moving through this pink cloud and these opportunities that you talked about earlier are starting to come forward and take place, what's going through your mind at first? Like what was the first one that kind of came where you were mind blown? And then um, how did that lead to another, to another kind of a thing and adding up? So one of the first things that happened, uh, I was asked to be uh, on a, on a board Right. I won't say which one it was, but uh, like a board of directors. Yeah. That was like, and and some people were were shocked. Right. Uh, And that happened. And then some other things from like a business perspective happened. Uh, I had the best year of my career the year after I quit drinking. Uh, We have, uh, you know, we had an award uh, that was giving for the best all around person. Never thought I'd win that. I won that award the first year after I quit drinking, right? And then everything else just kept um, just kept happening, right? I don't think it was by coincidence or luck. It was because I was putting in the work uh, to maintain sobriety and treat people nice, right? I used to uh, look at somebody and was like, what can I get from them or how can I use them to get what I need? Right. And it's just not how I, how I roll anymore, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I didn't even realize how much my mindset switched from that point to this point. Right. Because that's how, that's how I used to too. And it has been the case for, you know, so long that I forgot that that is what was going through my mind. Yeah. I mean, look at a crazy example, like my neighbor now, right. I, I take his newspaper because he's older. I'll, every morning I'm out there, I'll walk it down his driveway, long driveway, and I'll put it on his front door. You know, six and a half years ago, I would have taken that newspaper and thrown it on the roof and watched him try to get it. It's stupid stuff like that, right? And and that's not a joke. I would really do, you know, ridiculous things like that just to, just to F around with people to get a reaction. And now I don't need that reaction, man. I want, uh, I would rather, uh, you know, provide action to, to something that get, you know, a bad reaction because of something. Yeah. Yeah. Something similar. I, if I'm home and it's garbage day and the garbage and recycling has been picked up, I'll roll my neighbor's recycling bins and garbage bin back to their backyard for them. And last year uh, we were outside one time and the neighbor's like, Hey, why do you keep doing that? What do you want from me? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going back there anyway. So I figured, why not? Like, it's, it's not too far for me. I don't, it's fine. And then after that point, like he wanted to stop and have a conversation and just like talk. And when you do things without any expectations, it takes people so far aback sometimes. And then it opens you up, like you said, to the opportunities that just become mind blowing where it's one after the other, after the other, that is, it it opens life up to you. Yeah. 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 It's like doing things to, to help others and not needing uh, all, all these accolades or all, all this praise. Right. Because 
you know, the old old man next door, he's like, do I need to pay you something? I was like, absolutely yeah. not, man. There's two things. I enjoy actually doing it. It's a little bit of, a, of an exercise, eats up some time and, you know, something that you don't have to do. So, you know, if you want to give me money, you know, send me, send me a hundred thousand dollars, you know, something crazy. <laughs> and, and he was like, ah, you just keep doing it. Right. So, um, just those things, acts of kindness, right? Just treat people like you want to be treated, man. Do you like? Would you want somebody to come and throw your newspaper on your roof, or you know, throw a rock through your window? Absolutely not. So why would you want to do that to somebody else, man? But again, you know, when I was drunk, it was a Jekyll and Hyde, man. You hear it all the time, Jekyll and Hyde. It was legit a different person that is still in there. Yeah, you know, he's still in here, uh, but I just try to do the right things to make sure uh, that. That never comes back out. Yeah. I hear you there. We just got really deep. I mean, that's that's the point though, right? Is to is to show people like so for six years um of not drinking for me, I didn't look into the reason that I drank. Like what what was the reason? And when I started to look into the reason, I started to find more about myself. And I I would say, I don't know, um, eight months ago, I, I finally boiled it down to the lowest common denominator of why I drank and why I drank to the point of blacking out to the point of, you know, just absolute chaos, like you said. And it was acceptance. Like I wanted acceptance so bad because I couldn't accept myself that. I would drink to that point because then I wouldn't have to think about accepting myself and how I don't like myself. And then I would be accepted by people that were honestly, a lot of the people that I was around at that time, like you said, they were clowns. They wanted to see the clown show that was RJ spin them up (laughs) and watch them go. And a lot of the time they would, I'm going to buy you a shot. And, um, you know, that chick over there, like, I bet you, you can't get her number. And just watch me go. And it was great for them. Right. And I thought I was having fun, but man, I could not look in that mirror. It's like that little wind up monkey in the box, right? Let's keep feeding Paul drinks and keep spinning the box and boom, out he comes. And and yeah, I I mean, I'm the same boat, man. Let's fill him up with beer and watch the monkey dance. Let's see what he does. You know, and I would be that guy that would run in front of traffic or, you know, put a brand on my arm or, uh, you know, just, I don't know, man, you know, at the the end of the day, it all happened for a reason, right? I'm here talking to you and hopefully somebody hears this, that it can change or help because believe me, man, I thought everybody that quit or went to meeting, I thought they were all quitters, right? And people didn't know how to drink, right? I knew how to drink, but, you know, if I could go back, which I can't to 20, I guess 18, and and realized I had a problem and that I was powerless over alcohol, things would have, who knows how they would have changed. Right. Uh, again, I've ended up pretty decent. I got very lucky. Um, you know, I hear people all the time say, well, I didn't, I didn't get in any, any trouble. You know, I never got caught. Well, I, I did. Right. And uh, you know, I've, I've, I try to teach other people now through those experiences, um, especially if people are thinking about, quitting and that it, it can absolutely be done because you know rj probably like yourself when i say out of control 
Like my, my wife today has no idea because she's never seen me drink. Two kids have never seen me drink. They never will. At least yeah. they won't today. They didn't yesterday and I'll do my best tomorrow. Right. But that's just, it's, it's a, a person that nobody wants to be around, man. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. And look at, you know, looking back at it, it gets, it gets tougher and tougher the further I get away from it. Not because I don't remember it, but because that person is so foreign to who I am today. Yeah. That, And it's not that the thing is with drilling down for me and finding that one reason why I drank it, it's allowed me to get through that shame and that guilt that I carried for so long that was there with me, but I didn't fully understand about it. Um, and that's, that's what helped me. And with that, you know, it's, it's something that you never know what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. And in order to make the most of it, your mind has to be there fully. Um, what is, what is one like tip that you have for people? Let's say they're curious about sobriety. Let's say they, they want to make a change. They don't think there's a problem. Um, what is something that you can share to, to kind of like, you know, see if there's something there for them? You know, I, I say this all the time, right? If you, if you're telling yourself, I don't think I have a problem, you probably have a problem, right? At least that's yeah. how it was with me. I would always say, I don't have, I don't think I have a problem. I think I'm good. If you try to go out and control your drinking, like I'm only going to have two normal people don't, my parents don't say that, Right. Uh, they can go out and have a glass of wine or, or, or whatever. Right. And call it quits. But, um, you know, my, my, my big thing is I say in a lot of meetings is uh, you want to change the people, places and things, right. If you truly want to quit um, at least this is what I did. I got a sponsor, a big book, go to meetings, all those things. But the big three things were uh, the people, places and things. Cause if you don't change those, nothing's going to change. If you keep hanging out, you keep rolling with the same people. You're going to keep partying. You're going to keep drinking, right? If you keep going to the same places, the same bars at the same time, you're probably going to keep drinking, right? And if you keep doing the same things, right? And if those things are, you know, meeting at you know noon on a Saturday at a bar to, uh, you know, do do whatever uh, or go out with your golfing crew uh, every Saturday morning uh, that drinks a case of beer. Yeah, that's probably not going to help you quit drinking, but um, you've, you've got to find, you won't have to find new friends. They'll find you. It's interesting how it happens, right? Yeah. Because I remember when I quit, I was like, I'm not, nobody's going to like me, right? Because I drank to be accepted just like you. Yeah. And I was, in my mind, I was everybody's best friend, right? But little did mm -hmm. I know how big of a liability I was walking into that bar sober when I walked in. And then after a certain amount of time, who knows, hour, six beers, whatever the number was, that light switch flipped. And I'm that I'm that different person, man. Uh, but you will find new friends. New friends will find you, quality friends. Uh, and then like we talked about earlier, man, do different, uh, do different things, right? Alcohol takes a lot of time. Pick up uh, you know, uh, a sport, an activity. Uh, learn how to cook, right? Play guitar, learn how to play guitar, uh, you know, play golf, work out, 
you know, when I quit drinking, I lost 20 pounds. I mean, you're drinking so many calories, right? Yeah. And typically when you drink, at least when I did, I'm not eating uh, a Caesar salad at two in the morning. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody says they do, uh, I would love to meet them, right? But, you know, it was pizza, Taco Bell, burgers, right? Uh, and, and you sleep on all that junk, man. Um, and I lost 20 pounds after I quit from not even working out, just from the consumption of alcohol and trash, uh, that came with it. Right. And then you get into the gym. Right. And, uh, there's just so many different things that, that you can change, but those are the three big ones that I always share with people, uh, that are, that are thinking about it or think they might have a problem. Because again, if you think you might have a problem, you probably do. Cause that's how I thought. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're thinking like there's a change <laughs> that needs to be made and then yeah. you're like, I wonder if it might be alcohol. It's like, that yeah. is a very, that's actually a very easy like step to take to yeah. try. Like, what do you have to lose? Nothing, right? It's like yeah. I said, it's the only thing you can win by quitting. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen if you quit. Nothing. Think about it. what bad is going to happen if you quit drinking. I can't name anything. I mean, you might lose a friend or two, but again, are they really your friends? Right. You're going to get your body will get more healthy, right? Uh, your brain will get better. Your organs, everything will get get better, man. You're going to wake up with a clear head. You're going to get a good night's sleep. Um, you're not going to have anxiety because you don't know what you did last night. It's not going to lead to you, uh, you know, stealing or cheating or lying or hurting people. I mean, just think about all those things. Again, nothing bad is going to happen when you quit, in my opinion. I might be wrong. I'm not a doctor, but that's just uh, my my thoughts. Uh, there's um, something that I've adopted over the past year and a half, and that's been um, a willingness to be wrong. And that's really been like a superpower in my life. And that's, that's with this drinking, it reminds me of is if I'm wrong about this and I try something new, worst case scenario, I go back to how I was doing it before. So and it may not be that I'm wrong. It might just be that this is more right for me, that this is actually a better way for me. So if you can adopt that and same thing with drinking, like you said, you know, what is it? Oh, I, I guess I'll go back to drinking a little bit because it turns out I can kind of a thing like, okay, so what did you lose? Or again, were you wrong about stopping? No, like that really is not something to, I guess even when we, the amount of fear that we work ourselves into when it comes to it, it just, when you start to step into it, you start to realize how short-sighted you were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can start to have these long-term kind of aspirations and goals that you didn't think that you could have. Yeah. So um, as we're winding down here, Paul. Yeah. What is a big takeaway you'd like to give people who haven't hit that pink cloud yet, who are 90 days in, you know, a month in, a week? What's what's something that you, uh, you want people to take away from that? So I quit six and a half years ago, right? It seems like yesterday. The takeaway, I would say, even if it's only been a day since you quit, just do it one day at a time, right? Because you, you, tomorrow's not guaranteed, but... You know, the days start adding up to weeks, weeks into months, months into years. 
And before you know it, man, you've got some time under your belt. And, you know, the farther along you get in the sobriety process, right? Six and a half years for me, um, it's not, it's gotten easier, right? It's not as hard as it used to be. And I'm not going to lie, man, quitting drinking is, I've done some hard stuff. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I can't tell you how hard it was, right? If it was easy, everybody would, you know, people would quit tomorrow if they got a DUI yeah. or if they got a drinking, you know, a problem, but it's not easy. Uh, so I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but if you can do it, you just start doing it a day at a time. You start with an hour. If it, if, it, if you're in bed, start with an hour at a time, get through that first day, get another day, you know, put a calendar start. Uh, I've got an app, right. That it's called the recovery elevator. And what it does is it counts the number of calories. Uh, let me look, let me look at this real quick. This is this is interesting. Calories, uh, time, uh, dollars, all the uh, all the things. And this is going to blow your mind. See if you can see this. Okay. Yeah. Wow. One hundred fifty thousand dollars saved. 2 million calories saved. Wow. That is unbelievable. 18 million drinks not consumed. That's really cool. Yeah. So that it's just, uh, yeah, 150 K saved, um, you know, 2,300 days since the last drink productivity to to your point about the hours, 4,000 productivity hours gained. You got to do something with those 4,000 hours. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just mind blowing, man. It's just like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I I wish I would have quit longer ago if I knew it was going to be like this, but that's not how my story is. So here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad that you said that it's, it's not easy and it's, it is hard to maintain. And what I meant when I said easy was like the low cost of entry, right? Like it's a change that you can just see where it goes. Um, but it is going against anything that society is ingrained in society is no matter how easy it might seem it is to you, it is difficult and you are a mirror to society. So as soon as you tell somebody you don't drink, you get all the, I don't, I don't drink either. Like it just weekends, social events, kind of a thing. And people tend to, you feel it. You feel the energy shift when you bring that up. So I appreciate you saying that. And I don't want to scare anybody away because it is worth it. it yeah. I mean, I'm it. at a point now and a lot of people in this area, you know, no, I, I don't drink. And quite frankly, if they've got a problem with it, I don't care. My sobriety is first, right? You can call me a quitter, a loser. Oh, come on. You can have one. No, no, none of my real friends now even yeah. asked them, right? But in the beginning, uh, you know, there were people out there because, hey, hey, Paul, you want to, you want to grab a drink? Uh I don't, I don't drink anymore. I, I said it wrong, right? I, I don't drink anymore. Um, you know, you can say that you're on some type of medication or make up something early on in sobriety uh, to help soften that blow. Because if you just come out in my, from my experience, when somebody will say, you want to grab a drink? I was like, I don't drink anymore. Then you have to go on this whole explanation of why, yes. you know, I would quickly change that to be like, Hey, I'm taking medication that doesn't allow me to drink. Uh, it can cause some issues, blah. <laughs> Not that all the drinks that I consumed over my life didn't cause issues, but that seemed to be the easiest way to get 
uh, around that and not get dragged down this rabbit hole of why are you quitting? Why are you not drinking and all those things? But man, at the, like I said, at the end of the day, man, it's it's on you, right? Sobriety is first. Everything is 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 second because if I drink tonight or today, all bets are off. Everything's at jeopardy. Everything's gone. Two options: jail, prison, or well, three: jail, prison, or death. And uh, there's no other option for me because I know how the story will end. And I don't, I don't want to end up in prison. I don't want to die. So I'd rather talk to you. Yeah, right. Um, Paul, if people want to find you and follow you. Um, how can they do that? What's the best way? Uh, there's two ways. So if you saw uh, the dog that made a, a guest appearance earlier, uh, I've got an Instagram account. Um, it's uh, Pooh Bear the Mastiff um, under my name, Paul Holly. But Pooh Bear the Mastiff is uh, his name. Uh, I put a bunch of stuff on there. And then Facebook, Paul Holly uh, in Virginia Beach. And it's H-O-L-L-E-Y. I have no problem sharing my first and last name. I have zero problem with anybody that wants to reach out, send a message, uh, ask questions, help a lot of people, man. But it's funny. A lot of people don't know that I help a lot of people. And that's how I like to keep it, right? Yeah. I absolutely share my story. I'll tell the world what it was like and what it's like now. But I have I will I will never call anybody out, um, blow anybody's cover. Uh anonymity, man. That's that's how I roll. Unless somebody wants to share, that's on them, but it's not my place to uh call people out, right? I, I respect that. And uh I, I just know that the strength and the courage and the and the and the struggle to quit, because I you know, you you and I could have degrees from Harvard, MIT, Brown all these things about alcohol and, and all that, right? But you will never beat the real life experience and the, the street cred that it gives you from being there, going through it, and actually doing it and coming out the other side. Um, so, you know, anytime I can talk to a, a person that's struggling or, or another alcoholic, man, I, I, I love it all day, every day. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely understand you there. So you can check. Both those, there'll be links in the show notes to keep up with Paul. Um, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. This was, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And I love your outlook on life, on sobriety. And honestly, uh, I like to see how you're thriving. So yeah, thank you. And I'll and I make a deal with you. The next time, if we do another one, you have to wear that uh, for the next show on your back. The, the proton, proton pack. All right. I can, I can do that. I'll get a stool. So then I'll sit to the side so people can see it. And uh, yeah. I, I'll make you a deal. When we go out for lunch, I'll bring it and I'll wear it into the restaurant. All right. Okay, I'm, not, I'm not going to show up for that lunch, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm kidding. We'll, 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 we need to grab food. Uh, this will be, uh, it'd be good to meet you in person. I thank you for allowing me to be on your show, man. Very grateful. I, I really appreciate you being here. So this has been on tap keg podcast about sobriety and mental health, where we look at different perspectives in a sobriety and mental health. So you could take something implemented into your own life. Marjay Zimmerman, have a great week, everybody. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least we don't make it. We tried. Have a great one, people. Thank Bye. You.